Hello, everybody. Welcome to our inaugural podcast. This is Q&A with ENA. I'm Alicia Fireherm. And I'm Emma Plank. And this is a really interesting little situation we got going on here because both of us decided we wanted to podcast. And we have met, e- we met each other a week ago today, actually. Yes. This is our one-week friendship anniversary. <laughs> so do you want to give a little story about how we ended up podcasting together? Oh, well, let's see. So I have been a part of Tiger Media Network since last fall. Um, and I finally decided, hey, why don't I just try something different? Why don't I try radio or broadcasting? So we... We're just sitting down talking to somebody like, hey, how do we get into this? And actually, the guy in charge of it was like, Emma, are you serious? I was like, I don't have to do it if you don't want me to. But I mean, yeah. And Alicia was sitting next to me and I was just talking to her and I was like, I don't know. I kind of want to do a podcast. And so right (laughs) then and there, we just And see, the thing is, so Denzel, our station manager, who said he's listening, but I don't know whether he actually is. I don't believe (laughs) But anyways, so our station manager, I said that I wanted to start a podcast and he seemed in disbelief of that. And same with Emma. And so I said he should train us both at the same time so that it was less training time. I was not expecting us to like host a podcast together and you were like then we could do it together and I was like okay that I I, I was not expecting that because I was like I feel like starting a podcast is something you do with friends after you've been friends for like a oh, decade and you're like 100%. yo our thoughts are so deep bro let's start a podcast and then you record like two episodes and then it never goes anywhere but we are pretty much strangers we have so much space to go with this because we don't know each other (laughs) exactly makes the episodes a little more interesting (laughs) because each episode is going to be different and then I'm just going to find out more about you as we go each week yes so So that really segues well into our first topic so um I don't know if you guys have seen on Instagram they have an Instagram page they have a card game that I actually played with some of my high school classmates in epidemiology classes shout out to those people it's called we're not really strangers it's pretty much just these questions to get to know people on a deeper level and since you know we don't really know each other we're going to go through some of these questions and get to know each other a little better so that we're not really strangers by the end of this little podcast session. So starting off, Emma, how are you doing, really? How's your day been? That is such an odd question. You just add the really to the end of that, and it's like <laughs> you staring into my soul. That's what these questions you know, are for. You know, I am very tired today, but I'm super excited to start the podcast with you. And... um God, that's such a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of these are, you're going to be do, just, digging into your soul, but we were talking about this last night, about this, the importance of deep, my brain. deep conversations and how, you know, not small talk, but, you know, getting to actually know people. So, yeah, <laughs> that is how you're really doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm excited. Um, busy. But as always, is, I mean, we're working right now, but it feels like free time oh it really does that's what i love about tiger media network is because it's things that i would do normally and in high school i I didn't get paid for for them (laughs) and so now sometimes i sort of catch myself and i'm like wait a minute i'm getting paid for this it is honestly a dream come true but what was your first impression of me oh (laughs) well okay to be fair you had a mask on so i couldn't see your face but you were so sweet you were just so nice and friendly and outgoing and i loved that because sometimes i am very much the opposite um and in some social situations i'm not sometimes i will just talk and talk and talk and you are definitely one of those people that will just talk your ear off and i love that (laughs) about you well thank you because you could just hold a conversation so easily I was low-key intimidated by you. (laughs) You have, like, a very big personality, which I respect, but it was just, like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm easily intimidated, and I was a little intimidated by you. I'm not going to lie. Like, (laughs) when I first met you, I was like, I don't know. She seems a little scary, but you're, you're, but now we've been talking, you're, you're not as scary as I once thought. Does everybody think I'm scary? I don't know. I, like, you're a really nice person now that I've gotten to know you. It's just, like, initially, you just, like, gave off a very, like, 
like I said, a big personality. And for me, like, I don't really have that big personality. And so sometimes that can be just a little, like, I don't know how to deal with this energy. But <laughs> you are so fun. And that's what I really like about you. Like, you will tell people straight. Like, you're, like we were talking about yesterday, you don't hold back. Like, you are very to the point, very honest. And I do respect that because I feel like sometimes I'm a little shy and uh, not confrontational. So you know so. what my mom tells me? What? all the time my mom tells me emma sometimes you're a little too honest you're too blunt <laughs> what happened to honesty is the best policy don't ask questions you don't want the answer to <laughs> that is how i am if you ask me a question i'll give you the answer whether you want to hear it or not see yeah and see we were talking about this when we were doing our little test a week ago about how we kind of are opposites in a little bit of a way and so that also makes this podcast dynamic really interesting because not only are we practically strangers we're also very different people so it'll be a very interesting time to sort of see where this takes us dynamic will definitely be a fun one (laughs) um do you think i was popular in high school like what who do you think i was in high school okay well i do know you went here in Hayes and Hayes isn't that well I guess it's kind of a big school but I see well okay in terms of cliques I feel like you would have been like a popular girl in like the newspaper the yearbook clique like that popular and then there's like the sports people and then there's like the prom queens and kings but I definitely feel like you would have been popular in terms of like newspaper yearbook that's that's interesting see I don't know if I'd consider myself popular but like people knew who I was because I was like I was student council president national honor society president editor of our newspaper producer for audio video I was like in charge of a lot of things I was like we had a winter formal that was called Indian call I was an Indian call candidate so that's like I I see like that sort of mid-tier popularity it was the homecoming candidates that were the real popular people because those were like the first pick because it was nominated by the students and so then the Indian call people were like people who deserve it but they weren't popular enough to make the homecoming cut and then prom was nominated by the teachers so that was like yeah our prom was nominated by the teachers see all of our dances were nominated by students so it was like whoever was popular got nominated and (laughs) would win yeah see I feel like you told me you're a band kid and so I feel like well see I was also a band kid so I feel like a lot of band kids aren't necessarily in the popular clique but I feel like you would be popular for band like I feel like and also were you ever an FFA no because the thing is with your rodeo experience you sort of give me like FFA vibes see (laughs) I never did rodeo why are you in rodeo club then? Because I ride horses. And there, so, okay, I'm a jumper, which, you know, most people who listen to this probably don't really know what that means, but I'm a hunter jumper back home. I've been riding since my freshman year of high school, but I've never done rodeo. Two completely different styles of riding, but there's nowhere to jump. Like, there's no barns out here. There's no lesson barns. I don't have my own horse. So I joined rodeo club so I could, you know, ride my friends' horses, go out and just be around them and that's really interesting because first of all i have no rodeo experience whatsoever um but also you're from olathe aren't you i I sure that just seems such a weird thing because i sort of think of olathe and kansas city as like city girls and you're out here like riding horses in olathe are there like there's places to do that there's a lot of like english riding barns in kansas city interesting what like got you into that Oh, I don't know. I honestly, I think my mom's listening to this right now. So, um, Carla, I text me what age I started. Hey, when can I get a pony for Christmas? <laughs> oh, so I you had, were like I a pony a girl. Aunt. I have a great aunt who owns a barn and I think, I don't know how old I was, but my mom took me out and I had a little, you know, pony ride. And then obviously at like, um, oh, Deanna Rose Farmstead. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's like a little farm. There's like a petting zoo. There's a ton of things. It's like a kid place. Mm -hmm. It's a very family-friendly place. And they did pony rides there. And so I think the first time I ever got on a horse, I was like, okay, I like this. (laughs) Wow. So when was the last time you cried? Oh. Last night. (laughs) (laughs) No. That recently. What what was up? Okay. Um, I finished Lord of the Rings, the first three of them, because then there's the Hobbit movies. 
I finished Lord of the Rings three in the ending. Like it wasn't sad. It was ve- it was a very pretty much happy ending, but like happy endings also make me cry. <laughs> and I I walked into my bathroom to go put my retainers in and all like I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, Why did they do that to me? <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, but see- when was the last time you cried? Well see, seeing movies at first I thought it was going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. I went and saw that with one of my friends. And the thing is, I have seen two Marvel movies in my life. I watched Endgame and I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. And well, Uncultured. <laughs> oh, I'm so uncultured. And what's funny is the friend that I went to see No Way Home with was very against me seeing Endgame when I went to go see it because he was like, you can't watch Endgame if you haven't watched all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And I was like, well... Your friend is correct. <laughs> well, I went and saw it anyways. And then he was the one that invited me to Spider-Man No Way Home and we're sitting in the theater and I turned to him and I was like, Parker, you do realize I've never seen any of the other Spider-Man movies. And he was like, why are you here then? And I was like, because you invited me. But that was mid-December and I cried more recently than that. I cried on New Year's Eve, actually. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, the thing is, so I would always spend New Year's Eve with like my high school friend group. And this year it's like, we've all sort of grown apart and it was just kind of hitting me that like things aren't really going to be the same anymore. And I got invited to this like get together thing, but it wasn't starting till like 10 o'clock or something. And so I was just sort of like sitting in my room and my parents were gone and my sister was hanging out with her boyfriend and my other little sister was at her friend's house. And so I was just alone in my house and it just kind of hit me and I was like, wow, it's kind of, kind of sad. But then I took a nap and then I woke up and someone invited me to like get together and like get ready for that like get together thing and then i had a good night after that but we just had like a little rough patch there but we're doing definitely better than we were like first semester when i was at ku i have like an app that i record all of my days and you can record activities and it'll give you little stats and i got a notification well yeah i do document that just for like funsies you know and they were like your crying has been up 800 percent in the last three months and i was like 800 percent that is not good um but on that happy note we're transitioning to another deep question what insecurity holds you back the most in your life oh this is a deep deep question oh gosh see i feel like i i kind of wish we'd gone through this list a little bit beforehand so i could have thought some things out (laughs) it is on the uh google doc the shared google doc (laughs) i didn't know that it's okay Okay, biggest insecurity. I feel like it's a good thing though that you don't have something you're so insecure about that like the it immediately, it immediately pops, pops okay, into mind. In my head, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> That's fair enough. But I feel like it's gonna be the one that I end up saying anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I honestly think my biggest insecurity is that, like, I feel like people don't like me. And so I constantly try to change how I act and who I am around certain people to get people to like me. But, like, when in my head I know, like, okay, if they don't like me for who I am, like, I shouldn't be friends with them anyway. Oh, yeah. I can I can definitely agree with that. See, that's the thing. I feel like I have... I'm insecure about my appearance to a certain degree. I feel like everybody is, but I'm so much more insecure about my personality because I feel like I can control that. So I feel like if people hate me because of who I am as a person, that's almost like justifiable. Like if you just hate me because I'm not attractive, then like that's on you. But if you hate me because I'm a bad person, then that's on me. And so a lot of the time I'm very like stressed out about like, what if I am like secretly a horrible person? And I'm just like trying to be the best person that I can be. But then I always like things always come up and I'm it just makes me overthink and makes me insecure about who I am when it's like I should just be confident in who I am and know that I'm doing the best that I can for myself in that moment but it definitely does um get get to me sometimes um is there something that's been keeping you sane recently keeping me sane yeah um This is going to sound the total opposite of saying, um, my cat, it makes me sound like a crazy cat lady, but honestly, when I come home at the end of the day and I just have this tiny little fluffy animal that's so cute, runs up to me meowing and is like, mom, you're home. Like, I love her. She's so cute. And like, 
she appreciates me (laughs) (laughs) no see i feel like my caffeine addiction is kind of coming back into play with the start of the semester it's so wild because in high school i really got into drinking kickstarts we had a kickstart machine and the newspaper gals would always go and get kickstarts together and then first semester of college i didn't really drink a lot of caffeine but now i have my dining dollars which i can use at starbucks and i have been getting starbucks multiple times a week which probably isn't good for me but in my mind dining dollars aren't real money like I don't know why but since it seems like a gift card to me it's like this isn't my money it's just dining dollars it's like monopoly money like I still paid for it but it's not like coming out of my checking account so in my mind it's free which is such a bad mentality but I've done the math so I'm keeping within budget so I'll use all my dining dollars by the end of the semester but I won't run out in like two weeks so see I my freshman year I definitely used most of mine at Starbucks which like (laughs) I mean, honestly, any freshman probably does. Have you seen the lines at lunchtime at Starbucks in the Union? I feel like if you have ever worked at a Starbucks, you deserve, like, special rights. Because even, not even the campus one, even the one on Vine, I sometimes see those drive through lines wrapping all the way, like, almost into the Hobby Lobby parking lot. And it just, I feel so bad for the baristas. I do not think I could do that. (laughs) It is a very rough job yeah i mean i've been a barista i talked oh yeah talked about that earlier um not at starbucks but like it it can get stressful i actually remember one of my first few weeks into being a barista um i'd finished my training i was allowed to be by myself um and it was a day that normally we would not get a really big rush that one person alone could not handle or it was like a time frame of the day where it was like normally isn't busy well, this day, everybody wanted to come get their coffee at this particular store, and I was alone. Oh. And it was like eight to ten cars at a time came in, and then finally, once they all, because you have to take the orders, you have to mm-hmm. take the payment at the window, then you have to make the drinks, and a lot of the times those cars had more than one drink. And by the last car, I was like... <laughs> borderline crying and this woman looks at me and goes honey are you okay and I was like no (laughs) I'm not how old were you when you were a barista I think like I was 16 or 17 when this happened (laughs) see that's what I think is so wild is that so many chain restaurants and businesses like that operate on teenage labor because the same thing happened to me I worked at Papa Murphy's and there were a few times I was by myself and that always scared me because there would be people who would be like oh, are you alone? And, you know, I'm sure that they didn't have any bad intentions, but asking a 16-year-old if they're alone in a store, it always gave me really sketchy vibes. And so I'd always lie and say like, oh, my manager's just on break, but he's in the back. And nobody ever pushed me on it. But I was just like, is this how I'm going to get abducted? They're stealing children from Papa Murphy's. It was probably like an irrational fear. But sometimes people just gave me weird vibes. And I was like, this is how I go out. This is I'm going to get abducted in Papa Murphy's. That's just how I'm gonna go see okay I had a similar experience when I did work at the coffee shop um full disclosure it was Scooter's Coffee I don't like I don't <laughs> think that's like a bad thing to say but um I we had a back door we okay so it wasn't it was a strictly drive-through yeah aren't, aren't all scooters drive through no we have one in like back home that's like you can go in you can interesting sit down, I thought that was like their whole claim to fame was drive-through I don't know but ours also ours was a really it was an opposite drive through like a normal drive through you go left ours you go like you turn right interesting it was very weird anyway just the back door and then we had a very small parking lot one day i was by myself it was getting close to like closing time and um we closed at eight and this was like in the summer so it was you know still light out i honestly think it was maybe six o'clock and I saw this guy, and we occasionally would have people walk up to the window to order, like, somebody on a walk or on a bike ride with their family. Like, it wasn't totally out of the normal. But we had this guy just walking around the entire building. And, like, at one point, he just, dis- like, because we had windows. Like, if they looked in, they could see me. And so at one point, he got out of a way I knew he couldn't see me. And I ran to the door and locked it and went in the bathroom and hid until I knew he was gone. When I came back out, 
he was still like looking through the windows, which sketched me out. And so finally this woman drives up like maybe 10 minutes later and is like, hey, like I see this guy. Like, do you know who that is? Is he just like, and I was like, I have no idea who this is. And he was like, you need to call the police. Do you want me to stay here with you while you call the police? And were and you by yourself at that I point? I was by myself in the store. I was working alone at this point in time. That is so scary. But honestly, kudos to the person in the drive-thru for making sure. Like, I love when strangers are just nice out of nowhere. It just kind of restores my faith in humanity to a little little degree. It's just so sketchy, though. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have the past few weeks taught you? That I need to adjust my sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah very much so my sleep schedule is whack it is all over the place and it needs to be fixed asap or i'm gonna lose it one of these days my <laughs> insanity is just gonna go out the window like full-blown mental break Oh yeah, 100%. That is how I am. I really prioritize sleep because I feel like that's one of the few things I can control in my life. So I really try to get decent sleep. It doesn't always happen. But also these past few weeks have really reminded me to just trust your gut. Things will work out because I've only been at four days now for like two weeks. We're week three, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I've loved it. Like I've genuinely been so happy and it's really confirmed that I made the right decision in transferring because I wouldn't be podcasting in KU. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have these opportunities. And it just makes me so happy because, you know, I, I knew that I was unhappy at KU and I knew I should transfer, but you know, nothing's a guarantee. And so there was a part of me that was like, what if I get here? I've made this like very big life change and then I hate it here. Like, right. what am I going to do then? It's and like, so that do I, <laughs> do I risk messing up or do I just stay here and know that I'll be unhappy? Yeah, exactly. And so it was like really scary. And so I was like, I'm taking this leap. But now, you know, it's like I feel like I've made the right choice. I know that I have. And so that brings me a lot of comfort. What is something that put a smile on your face in the last week? Okay, in the last week. Oh, okay, so Saturday night I was working. Um, I'm a server. And my last table that came in was a table of nine people. And there were two of these guys there, like, primarily for the beer, which yeah, in Hayes, Kansas, <laughs> like, it's not uncommon. Um, and this guy, like, he gave me explicit instructions. He wanted four beers, and he wanted them, like, all before his food came out. And they didn't care what kind of beer – and I was like, that scares me. What if you don't like, you know, a certain yeah. kind? So I just put them in. And at the end of the night, um, they'd split their check into like three different tickets. And on his ticket, they wrote at the bottom, you did a great job tonight. Aww. And I was standing at a server station and I was like putting them into my little thing to put my tips in later. And I read that and I almost started crying on the spot because it had been such a rough day and just like the acknowledgement that somebody gives you after like you work really hard to try to make their experience a good one it feels so great to be acknowledged and recognized see that actually reminds me of a funny story have you ever been to Hayes Academy of Hair Design here I have not see it was before my sophomore year prom because I had friends that were a year above me so they got me in I was a little baby but they, they took me to prom and that was honestly a good thing because then my junior year prom was canceled because of COVID so I like got a prom before COVID That's um good. but anyways they had this special where they'd wax your eyebrows for five dollars and I never waxed my eyebrows before but I have a YouTube channel I thought this would be good YouTube content I got my eyebrows waxed and, you know, like you tip your hairdressers and stuff. And normally those tips, you know, when you go to the register, they have the tip to select there. Right. But apparently Hayes Academy of Hair Design only does like, t like, <laughs> why is it paper money? Like they only do cash tips and I didn't have cash on me. And so I was like, felt so bad and the person who did it like disappeared like I went to go pay mm -hmm. she already like left and so I just felt so bad because even though it was five dollars I was like I cheated this person out of their tip I'm like they're gonna hate me forever they're gonna judge me I was stressed out so the only thing I could think to do 
was to write a very nice review <laughs> because they sent me an email being like, how did this person do? And so I really, I wrote them a great review because I was like, maybe this will make up for the fact that I didn't tip them. And so I really put everything <laughs> into making that review and I kind of forgot about it. That was like April. Like it's maybe, it's almost a year later. I'm working right. at Papa Murphy's and the same lady comes in. I didn't recognize her because it's been a year and we interacted for like 20 minutes back in right. April. And she was like, did I wax your eyebrows a while ago? And I was like, is she going to kill me because I didn't tip her? Like, where is this going? And she was like, you wrote me the nicest review. And my manager like gave me kudos for that because it just seemed so genuine. And I was like, my, my job is well done. My review meant something. And they didn't remember that I forgot to tip them because I didn't bring cash with me so definitely you know write those good reviews because they can have real world consequences well and it's like even just like servers bartenders whatever like just service workers in general people don't think like we only make two bucks an hour <laughs> yeah like we gotta make money and sometimes if we're having a really rough day we're understaffed it doesn't matter and we'll have these really, you know, just customers come in that are really, really rude. And it's like, you are affecting us more than you know. Like, we're in the back trying to hold it together. We're trying to fix our mistakes. We're trying to do everything we can to make your experience end better than it started off. Even if it wasn't necessarily our fault. Like, oh yeah, what, what else <laughs> do you want us to do? We're human. We're going to make mistakes. Oh, I definitely have almost cr cried I don't think I ever cried at Papa Murphy's there were a few people that did yell at me but I'd never cried but I did almost cry at Via Christi a few times I worked as a dietary aide and sometimes old people are just mean and it just especially in the mornings I'd be working that 6 a.m to 2 p.m shift and it's like it is too early for this please be kind to me right um, you know, we are already 25 minutes into our podcast, which is kind of wild. We're going to take a little bit of a break, do a little musical interlude. So stay tuned and we'll be back with more hard hitting questions after the break.
singing like, na 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 na, every day's like my eyebrows stuck on replay, replay. Shawty's like a melody in my head that I can't keep out, got me singing like, na 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 na, every day's like my eyebrows stuck on replay, replay. Remember the first time we met, you was at the mall with your friends. I was scared to approach you, but then you came closer, hoping you would give me a chance. That we would ever be more than friends. But railroad white breaking all the rules. She like a song played again and again. The girl like something of a poster. The girl is a dime they say. The girl is a gun to my holster. And she's running through my mind all day. Hey, Shardy's like a melody in my head that I can't keep out. Got me singing like na 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 na. Every day's like my eyeballs stuck on replay, replay. Shawty's like a melody in my head that I can't keep out. Got me singing like na 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 Every day's like my eyeballs stuck on replay, replay. See you been all around the globe. Not once did you leave my mind. We talk on the phone from night till the morn. Girl, it really changed my life. Doing things I never do. I'm in the kitchen cooking things she likes. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed those fun little tunes. And we'll just hop right back into these lighthearted questions we've been going through. What is the most toxic trait you can admit to that you have? My toxic trait? Yes. What's your toxic trait? I give people more chances than they deserve. I I can For agree sure. with that. I also feel like I'm low-key bad at taking criticism. Like, I want to tell myself that I'm good at it and be like, yeah, say whatever you want. Be brutally honest. And then someone will say something mildly, disappro- <laughs> mildly disapproving and I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> and then I'll go home and cry about it or something. Not actually, but it just, if, <laughs> criticism affects me more than I wish it would because I know like one of my comms professors last semester was like criticism comes from a place of love and at people trying to like improve and yeah exactly make you a better person and I definitely agree with that it's just sometimes difficult to actually you know internalize and not take personally um growth has to come from yourself too yeah definitely tell you like hey you're really (laughs) like no offense but you're really bad at this or you really need to work on this and then like you said like it's hard to internalize it like all Sometimes all you hear is an insult. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, you just hate me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, sucks, deal with it. What's something you've been overthinking recently? Oh, I am a massive overthinker. <laughs> me too. Massive overthinker. Um, let's see. I think the biggest thing that I overthink is that... Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job of something. Mm-hmm. I stress myself out way too much over some really, really small things. And sometimes it's easy as, oh my gosh, I just missed a quiz deadline. Like, it's going to hurt my grade so bad. When in reality, like, it's a singular quiz. Like, you're, you're fine. Like, you're going to be okay yeah see I have two very specific scenarios that came to mind all within like the past 48 to 72 hours so the first one was it was Saturday morning I woke up I woke up pretty late and I have some boxes and some trash that I needed to take out from moving and so I had my airpods in I was listening to music I was wearing a hoodie and I had my phone in my hoodie pocket I go onto the elevator I'm carrying like a box full of trash and I'm listening to music and I was trying to I had my like arm around the box I was trying to turn up my volume and I was accidentally pushing the power button which if you hit it multiple times, it calls EMS. And so I'm in the, in the <laughs> elevator. I'm trying to cancel this call to emergency services because they're like, we're calling 911. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to listen to Adele a little louder, please. And so I'm trying to cancel it. And then this girl on the second floor gets into the elevator. And I was like so caught up in the moment that I didn't realize I wasn't on the first floor. The door just opened and I just made a beeline for it. I just like got out and then I opened the door and I realized I was on the second floor. 
and so then i like knew the girl that i saw and i was like i wonder if she thinks like i'm avoiding her because i just like left and i'd press the first floor button <laughs> and so i was just like overthinking this and so i sent her a video and i was like here's what was going on i am sorry and she was like i was kind of confused because like you didn't really seem like completely with it entirely and then i saw you walk down the stairs and you would press the first floor button and i was like yeah that was me but i wanted to make sure you knew i wasn't weird or that i was avoiding you i was just trying to cancel this call <laughs> to emergency services because i didn't want the cops to show up at tiger village because i was just trying to change the volume and then just trying to jam out to it <laughs> exactly man. you gotta understand it and then what's also really interesting is actually today we were talking about substitute teachers we've had and we brought up this one substitute teacher and i said the only issue i ever had with her was in my freshman english class i mispronounced aphrodite and i said aphrodite and she stopped our like little discussion and she was like you're mispronouncing this here's the correct pronunciation because one day you'll need that in a job interview and we were talking about it <laughs> what like a greek history class i don't know what? it was so embarrassing and the thing is everybody always tells you like don't get caught up in those things because you remember it but nobody else does but we were talking it's in my old newspaper group chat and one of my friends said she was like alicia no offense but i was in that class and i thought your pronunciation was weird like i remember that vividly and so now i'm like you know all those things that i've convinced myself like this tiny thing that i've messed up that like i remember vividly and sometimes i try to like convince myself other people don't realize those things too but Allison, you may be watching watching this, <laughs> listening to this. You definitely remembered something that I did over four years ago now that was slightly embarrassing. So now I'm going to rethink every stupid thing I did in high school and wonder who remembers those things. Um, but we'll go to one last question. I have more of these, but we're going to transition into some unpopular opinions. But if you could relive one day not to change it, just to experience it again, what day would you choose? If you need some time to think, I have I, I, I have one in mind. Why don't you go first? That's going to take a sec. See, yeah, I because especially if you can't change it, but I do, I remember really vividly this one day. It was probably my sophomore year. It was a summer day. It was really nice outside. I went to work, but I worked early and I got off and I um, was working with my favorite coworkers. We had a good time. And then I hung out with my friends in one of the backyards and we roasted s'mores. And it was right when one of my friends like started dating somebody. And I remember, and they were both like my mutual friends. And I remember after we roasted s'mores, I came back to my house and both of them facetimed me at the same time talking about how like happy they were you know like the beginning of a relationship stage and i was just so happy because my friends were happy and it was a good summer night we were making s'mores and it's just kind of those little things in life that i really enjoy and so that like when i read this question that was like the first thing that i thought of <laughs> wow i was still trying to think of mine that's such a hard question. It really is. All of these are like very thought provoking. I could relive one day. Honestly, it might be when my niece or nephew was born. Probably my nephew, probably <laughs> only because he's like my first niece or nephew I've ever had. And I remember getting the phone call. I was wrapping a few Christmas presents. And he wasn't due for, like, another month. And so I got a call from my dad, and all of a sudden I was like, why is he just, like, I thought he was working. Why is he calling me in the middle of the day? And um, he was like, Kat, your nephew was born. And I had to sit on the stairs, and I looked at my mom, and I just started crying. And at this point, I was only, like, 17. I had... I hadn't really been dr driving on highways that long and they lived a little bit away and I looked at my mom and I was like I'm going sorry but I'm going and I went and met my nephew Aww. so now you have some unpopular opinions to see how we oh, stack up. up okay let's 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 get through them ice doesn't belong in my drink unless I ask for it that is a really interesting one. That's very, it's oddly specific. I feel like ice is a default though. I feel like if you don't want ice, you should specify that. I don't think yes. no ice should be the default. 
because I, I think there would be so many upset people if you well, just if gave them a drink no and they ice. were like and you were like well you didn't specify that you wanted ice i feel like that's a very i feel like this person just has beef with ice for some reason right or like <laughs> sonic ice Sonic yeah, like imagine if Sonic, Sonic. <laughs> imagine if Sonic just stopped putting ice in drinks unless you requested it. People would riot. <laughs> there would be pitchforks involved. Okay, <laughs> the next one I actually can get on board with. Prom is overrated. I agree. I agree. See, my I was talking about that earlier. I went to my sophomore year prom, and that was nice. I had a decent time. And then my senior year prom was in the Hilton Garden Inn parking lot. Not in the Hilton Garden Inn because it was a COVID year. We were in the the hotel parking lot, and that was our prom. Also, were were you the type of person like that, like got a date every time to like go to these dances, or were you more like a friend group well, type person? I was person? with my ex boyfriend at the time, so junior year and senior year we went. But senior year, he and I were like, we don't really want to go. Like, so did you? Yeah, our parents made us. <laughs> see i feel like if i told my parents i didn't want to go to prom they'd be like yeah sure whatever see but like junior like senior year like i met up with some friends and like it, it turns into a big friend thing mm-hmm. because it's like otherwise people are like ew you're that weird pda couple that only likes to <laughs> like hang out with i'm like yeah i didn't really have that many friends like yeah i want to hang out did with he like promposal at all did he like do that? Were you my guys- junior year he did. Senior year we were just kind of like, do you want to go? And we were like, not really, but they're gonna make us. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're gonna go. Fair enough. See, I actually I always just went with my friends. I like didn't really because I wasn't dating anybody. I w- dated somebody from like my senior year, and so like we went to homecoming together. But our homecoming wasn't like a typical homecoming dance. It was like in our high school parking lot because once again COVID. With and it wasn't like dressy at all, so that was all right. Um, I have this really weird thing. I think pinning on boutonnieres and the whole corsage thing is so unnecessarily awkward. I get like secondhand embarrassment watching that. And then those like cliche stereotypical, like very cringy prom pictures where the guy is behind the girl holding her waist. Like that's, oh, see, I first see of all, those. It's weird to do that. I've done that pose. It's weird. It exactly. Feels weird. I don't. Put that... your hands out from around my waist. It's just weird. I, I agree like entirely. It. That was like one of my my reasonings. I was like, I do not want to be dating somebody or have somebody ask me to do a dance because I don't want to have to do that, especially in front of my parents. Like, no, absolutely not. So I can say that I went through high school. I never had to pin on a boutonniere. I did actually get a corsage, though, when I was an Indian call candidate. So I got a corsage, and I didn't even have to pin on a boutonniere. So we really were winning in life. Because, um, yeah, I just think those pictures are always so cringy, and now I won't have those to look back on 10 years from now and hate myself for. <laughs> I just, man. I just... And I think some people just really over, especially prom. I feel like prom's the big dance like, that people are just, just like. senior prom, really. Because yeah. senior prom is like, eh, whatever, what a bit, not a big deal. Senior prom is like limos five hundred dollar dresses six hundred dollar pair of shoes and like it's so unnecessary like, why like it's one night of your life yeah and people are like oh well so is your wedding and i'm like totally different are, oh, oh that's a very interesting totally question different. are you like a do you want a big wedding not a big wedding i okay well defi- okay in terms of people define big to you like what is your definition of a big wedding like more than like 150 200 people See, that's probably, like, the amount that I want. I see, like, big in terms of, like, 300 plus mm-hmm. people. I do not know. Well, okay, I probably know that many people, but I'm not close with 300 people to bring them to my wedding. Like, What's your ideal wedding? Not in a church. I want fall wedding. Like, fall is non-negotiable, first of all. Second of all, probably somewhere with a barn. Just, like, the rustic wedding. I have a whole Pinterest board. <laughs> oh, you're someone who has a Pinterest board. I love Pinterest. It has taken a lot of hate and backlash. Well, I, I wasn't saying that about Pinterest in- itself. I was saying that you have a Pinterest wedding board. I do. And it's probably got 2,000 pins in it. That is it's so wild. Dresses, rings, color schemes, which I love. I do actually really like looking at different color schemes because a lot of people have different ideas. And I love the navy and gold theme. That is pretty. See, for fall. see, the thing is, I, like, never really gave my wedding much thought. 
<laughs> somewhat because like I'm not in a relationship so I feel like that just is like a different thing but even so I thought about this I sort of had a crisis it was like a year ago because in my newspaper class they were like if you get married one day will you invite me to the wedding and then I started thinking about who I'd invite to my wedding and I started actually considering my wedding and I don't want a big wedding like I genuinely be would be okay like eloping like small be. wedding immediate family you know I, I could take oh, no, leave. I wouldn't even bring my family like <laughs> see <laughs> book a plane ticket to europe oh get yeah. married come back and be like <laughs> exactly see, my parents would not like agree with that so oh, i think God. i'd have to like invite my immediate family but yeah it's like i don't want a big wedding like that just stresses me out having that many people like going to weddings is fine but being the bride and having to like say like oh my gosh thank you so much for coming and then like having to interact with all right. of those people it's like the it's not it doesn't become a very intimate thing at mm -hmm. that point at that point it's like hey here's a really big party mm -hmm. and then you have to think about like the monetary aspect the yeah more you're catering you have, the money you're gonna spend because the more food you have to provide like exactly the bigger the venue because some venues only allow up to a certain amount of people mm -hmm. like <laughs> and it's it like <laughs> like the it's like do it's like okay we get wedding gifts but is like my sanity really worth a purple kitchen aid mixer like i would rather just <laughs> you know spend that money on a very nice honeymoon you know how fun yes. that would be like would get rather, married yeah. and then just have fun with your future like spouse you're I just like traveling the world on a honeymoon because <laughs> i'm not even a big party person so it would just be like a very stressful anxiety filled day and for what like to me like a small wedding would be ideal but I feel like whoever I date in the future that might be like an issue for them so I don't know I feel like I could be talked out of it but like in my ideal world very small wedding very few guests and then just go ham on the honeymoon you know just go everywhere see the world for for sure okay I have another unpopular opinion here high school graduation announcements and class rings are not worth the money I couldn't agree with class rings. I don't even know if anybody in my class got class rings. It really wasn't that big of a deal. And for me personally, I would not wear my high school class ring. Like, I don't, I'm not really like a whole jewelry person. And I also feel like they're all ugly. Like <laughs> Ours actually saw, had some really pretty designs. I didn't get one because they were like this person said, like they're expensive. Um, but announcements i can understand that's what i was gonna to say to an extent yeah like, i don't need to send them to everyone i know and their mom mm -hmm. but like you can do that with a facebook post yeah or just like some post on social media yeah or like some parents like to mail like their own out like they would like a christmas picture or something because mm -hmm. i i think those are nice because you know sometimes they're relatives it's like an updated picture and i mean those aren't prohibitively expensive they're not like class rings yeah Oh, okay. I've got another. I have a wedding one here. Ooh. So we can kind of do a little circle back on this one. It's tacky to ask your wedding party to pay for anything. I disagree. Like, okay, I'm kind of in the middle on this one. Because, say, if I were to ask you to be a bridesmaid, mm -hmm. right? Future wedding. I'm not engaged. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was, but I'm not. If I were to ask you to be a, a bridesmaid, like, would you expect right off the top, like, would you be paying for anything? I feel like, uh, see, I, I I haven't really thought this through. I had because I've also like never been part of a bridal party. I feel like I'd expect to pay for my dress, right? But like beyond that, not a whole lot. Yeah. Okay. So I, like you said, I kind of agree with. Yeah, I'll pay for my own dress. But if you're gonna bring like, if you want our makeup, okay, I should say it like this: if you want our hair and makeup done a certain way, then you should be the one paying for it. Especially if you're going to have somebody there like, hey, your hair has to look like this. It has to be in this specific style. Your makeup has to look exactly like this. Mm -hmm. Then you should probably be paying somebody to come in and do it. Because chances are, if you're going to let me do it on my own, it's not going to look like that. <laughs> exactly. It's really probably not. So um, that also brings up, I saw something on social media. What is your thought on like bridesmaid proposals i love them you love them <laughs> see i think they're really cute however groomsmen proposals are weird Ooh, a little double standard there why why do you think groom double standard it's just the way that i've seen men go about it they'll put it on like just okay think about it because the wedding is really about the bride she's the one being 
given away. I feel like you know? that's like a really outdated, like gendered thing. I hate that. Like, oh, you're giving them no, away. I absolutely agree. I hate that. That's like what that is. But like, if you think about it, it's like the day is about the bride. Like she's the focus of the day <laughs> as, as she should be. Interesting. But when like, you're asking your closest friends Sue. some of them have been with you since kindergarten you know you've been friends for 20 years like I feel like that's just it's a milestone to ask your friend like I wouldn't well, see, just want to walk up to my best friend and be like hey guess what you want to be a bridesmaid at my wedding like I'd want to make it more intimate and something more memorable than that yeah see I feel like I can see that I just sometimes I feel like they give off promposal vibes and it just seems like a little not tacky it just seems like a little weird to me like I could see like having a get together like having a wine night or something and then being like hey do you guys want to be my bridesmaids but I feel like when you have like these like hundred dollar boxes of all these random things I would do like like I've seen some really cute ones where they just like They'll get these really small boxes and they'll just write with like a gold or a silver pen on it. Will you be my bridesmaid? Inside there's like a wine glass, some fuzzy socks, a gift card of some sort. Like just very simple. Mm -hmm. I love those. But the ones that are very extravagant, like if you have the money and you want to spend that money on your friends, you go for it. Me personally, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars to ask my friend to be my Exactly, because I feel like that's sort of like an, not like an understood, but I feel like most people almost expect that. Right. So it's like nice to do like a little thing, but if it's over the top, it just seems like a little unnecessary like and kind of like weird. the little cards that flip open. Mm-hmm. Those are really cute and simple and sweet. Yeah. But the ones I've seen for groomsmen, it's like they put it on a shot glass and that's about it. <laughs> like that's the most extravagant one I've seen. And I'm like, at that point, you might as well just straight up ask him. <laughs> hey, do you want to be in my wedding? Yeah. See, oh, I, I have one. Oh. Okay. This one's not on Reddit. This is my own. No kids at my wedding. Well, see, the thing is, my whole thing about having a small wedding, if it's my immediate family, that shouldn't be an issue because, like, all my older siblings are like, I don't want kids. So, in an ideal situation, that problem takes care of itself. Um... I feel like I haven't really gone to a whole lot of weddings. I feel like maybe a certain age. Like, if they're an actual baby baby, I don't know if I would want that. Because, like, they're unpredictable. But I feel like if you're, like, somewhat old enough, why not? Because then you have to get a babysitter. And I feel like that, like, adds another cost. Or, like, we were talking about, like, whether it's tacky to have bridesmaids pay for things. I feel like if you have a lot of kids and you're expecting them to get a sitter to come to your wedding then it's like that's an additional cost that they have to like factor in see but for me like kids I love children I love kids don't get me wrong and I love my niece and nephew there I probably wouldn't want them at my wedding because by the time I get married say like my niece is only gonna be six or seven that age is not old enough for you to convince me that they should be at my wedding because first of all they're gonna be running around most of the mm-hmm. time second of all I do not want to risk a random temper tantrum in the middle of me saying my vows i don't Uh, yeah that's completely like that's completely your decision i feel like people get unnecessary hate for that like you can do your wedding how you want to do your wedding you're the one paying for it you're the one going through this whole deal yeah i've like told some of my friends like even they're like even your niece and nephew and i'm like no kids applies to all kids like find a babysitter for like it's like going out for a date night like you mm-hmm. can find a babysitter for a date night but if you want to go to one of your close friends wedding like oh you don't want me to bring my kids so i'm like would you bring your kids to a date night no yeah i can like, see that i can see that come everywhere with you yeah that is fair. But, like see but you and i are kind of on the other hand like of infants because i get new moms don't want to leave their babies at home with strangers especially mm-hmm. if they're still like feeding them like i get that so i'd probably that one would be kind of in my head it's like well like if you're not gonna bring like if you're not gonna come without your baby like then it's just be like oh well you can't come to my wedding like that sounds so mean (laughs) yeah oh man let's see i think we might have time for For a couple yeah one more is it juicy one i know i need to find a good one on here reddit is some of these are kind of offensive (laughs) have you never been on reddit before No, i've been on reddit but some of these (laughs) reddit is um, just offensive (laughs) we should stop giving people the idea that giving up equals failure oh 100 because i feel like 
it is harder to let me see how because I've thought about this a lot it is so much more difficult for me personally to quit than to keep doing something I'm unhappy that makes you unhappy because the thing is it's I wouldn't say it's easy to keep going but like thinking back to like my time at KU it's like you get up in the morning you go to class you come home you have a good cry session and that was just kind of my life for a couple months and you just kind of tolerate well, it. you just tolerate it because you have no other option you wake up you do it and once you have to acknowledge what was really difficult for me was acknowledging like I'm unhappy here I want something else and then having to like then all the steps like okay well now I have to apply to Fort Hayes I have to get all these ducks in the line how is my financial aid going to transfer how are my credits going to transfer and so many times in life I feel like we just get stuck because we don't want to be seen as like a quitter because they're all like quitters never win quitters do win you have to take that initiative yourself limitations yes a point where you were you know that it is you're going a little bit too far on something and you understand, hey, I need a break. I need to just kind of slow down a little bit on this. Even if it's just at work, like if you're getting so burnt out, just take a little break. Say, hey, can I cut my hours down a little bit? I need some time to just refresh and let my body and my mind just like mm-hmm. calm down a little bit. I feel like we're just so rushed all of the time to feel like if you want to be successful, you need to be hustling 24-7. Like hustle, Yeah, like hustle culture. It's like you are competing against these people. If you aren't doing X, Y, Z, you're going to be living under a bridge in 20 years. And there's so much undue pressure. And that's something that I've had to come to terms with is like we are so young. There is no need to be putting all this pressure on ourselves because we are in our like we're so young. Like, I'm 18 years old. I don't need to be married. I don't need to have my entire life planned out ahead of me. I am 18 years old. Well, and I think a lot of the times, I know I am very guilty of this. We look so far ahead into the future. And it's like, I'm the same person. Like, I'm the same way. I am a planner. Oh, me too. need, I've lately tried to be a little more spontaneous, but sometimes it's so hard. Like, if I don't plan something like, hey, I'm gonna, I have something going on tonight, but let's hang out after. If you were to just ask me to hang out after, chances are I'm going to be like, no, I'm exhausted. But if I plan to hang out with you, I will make the time and energy mm-hmm. happen. Speaking like, of People that- were making fun of me for taking a nap at like 12 in the afternoon today till no, 4 o'clock. No, you got to take I'm a nap. sleep where I, when I can get my sleep. Mm-hmm. That is what my body needed. My brain needed the break. And Mondays are really about my only days where I have a little bit of time to actually just let my body do its own thing you know this is like circling back to the wedding thing again we still have three minutes left on the air what are your thoughts on like early engagements do you ever feel like I guess because it's different for you because you're in like young yeah as in like getting engaged like 18 19 because I feel like I've seen a lot of people getting engaged recently and as someone who's not in a relationship sometimes that like sparks a little anxiety in me because it's like people are getting married like am I gonna like die alone and then it's like wait a minute I'm still 18 like I have time but sometimes it like stresses me out is that different with you like being in a relationship how do you view those I mean okay so my boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years and it is a very much like I knew before we even started dating that I was falling in love with him first off and then like we we started off long distance and so it's a lot easier still being away not like Mm -hmm. I don't say it's easy to be away from him because I obviously miss him I need him but like lately now that we've kind of coming up on our two-year mark we've started discussing a little more because he's gonna graduate next year I still have two years left so it's like, what's our plan after that? Because like I said, I'm a planner. He is very much not. <laughs> and it kind of frustrates me sometimes. Um, but it's like, I just want to know, like, where would we want to live? Because he's from Colorado. I'm from Kansas. Where would we want to go? What is life going to look like when we move in together? Or when are we going to move in together? What kind of things do you want at a wedding? Do you want kids? Like all of those very necessary conversations. Oh, yes. You need to be having somebody when you start dating them Mm -hmm. because you don't want to get like two years in and then realize you guys are on completely different paths and it's like oh well I didn't even want kids and you want kids and right yeah I think and I feel like people sometimes shy away from those conversations but it's really necessary to be talking about the no no because it's like I don't want to invest this time and then realize we are fundamentally incompatible yeah for sure and like I think people just think it's weird like they're 
you already know like you're gonna marry him and I'm like yeah I do because we've talked about it mm-hmm. they're conversations that you need to have and they're honestly conversations you should have with everyone in your life like hey like because some of my friends I know I'm not gonna live near them like hey how are we gonna plan to like keep in touch mm-hmm. how like are we gonna plan to see each other like how are we gonna you know maintain oh, yeah. our friendship that we were able to contain all these years Oh, definitely. I think that's, this is like really sparked an interesting conversation, especially with what you're saying about long distance. I feel like that is going to be a wonderful topic for when we have our Valentine's Day episode coming up because Valentine's Day is on a Monday. We will have another podcast episode in between that, but just a little teaser, a little teehee. Um, And with that, it has been a wonderful night. This has gone by so quickly. Thank you all so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye guys.